Welcome back into the hockey show right here on My High Sports. JJ Jerez, Ryan Bolding. One day I'll get the signal numbers right. but It's funny because you used to get it right all the time. It's not going to be today. Um, of course, on the line, time to get to the man advantage again. Our second power play here. We got Coach George Guazdecki, fresh off another state championship. He's now got two Chassis championships, one CPHL championship. Coach, thanks for joining us. And let me start with this. Are you getting tired of winning so many high school championships here? Is this now your town? Hey, guys. Uh, that's, I don't know if anybody can ever say they get tired of, of winning games, whether it's regular season or postseason. But, you know, I'm, I'm really, a, uh, I consider myself a rookie at this, at this age level. And, and, uh, but I'm having a blast working with these high school kids and, at Valor and, and working, in fact, I just finished the morning session with our Team Colorado Evaluation Camp that's going on this weekend at uh, at Family Sports Complex. So, you know, working with all the different top high school players across the state uh, who are hoping to make Team Colorado. So, yeah, it's been, I've really had a blast. It's a lot of fun, and, and uh, you know, certainly my plate is full every day, which is something that I think my wife's very happy about. <laughs> Of course, uh, you're the coach of Valor. It really feels like you built that program from the ground up. It must be a lot easier now for you. How are you finding the recruiting, bringing in players that are going to come, keep bringing you championships? Is that has that gotten easy now that the program's a little bit more developed? Well, you just said a word that could get us double uh, double seeker pro- pro- probation, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you 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 name it. Um, recruiting. Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, recruiting is a huge no-no, uh, and I would assume that's probably not only in this state but a lot of states. Um, you're not allowed to recruit, and um, so which is probably the, the biggest, uh, the biggest. Um, well, I shouldn't say the biggest adjustment I had, but certainly you know you're really not sure who's coming in to uh, fill the shoes of. The kids who are departing, it, it can be a little bit, um, you know, you're a little bit of a uh, throw of the dice. But, um, you know, you're hoping that at some point you can continue to build on the success of the previous season. And, and uh, I'll be honest with you, you have a lot of support from programs. When I started five years ago at, uh, at Valor, we had a lot of support from programs who were pretty well established. Uh, Regis being one of them. Dan Woodley at Regis did an outstanding. And really, uh, he he wanted to see high school hockey grow in the state. He's probably the guy who has the biggest, um, from from my standpoint, has had the biggest impact on high school hockey in, in the state of Colorado. And uh, his legacy of of, uh, of success at Regis. Uh, will live on for decades, but he was the one who really, I think, helped us establish some ideas and protocols for you know where our program is at right now. I think he, you know, he and his staff realized that if you know if there's another competitive program, especially in the in the Denver area that can that can challenge Regis, who has always been a, a perennial powerhouse, then I think that's going to be good for high school hockey and that was his i think that was his call to action and uh he's followed through and so i i can't thank him enough on behalf of our program uh for what the, you know the the support that he's given us 
And George, this is the first year that there was a 4A state championship as well. Did you get a chance to to see any of that? I know you were the the late game. You know, I did. I got a chance to watch a little bit of both, uh, all three of the 4A games, the two semifinal games and the final game. I obviously had a chance to watch all the highlights. and But more importantly, to, just to be there and experience the excitement and the competitiveness of the 4A games was something that I think really uh, confirmed that the decision to uh, reclassify the to you know the, the entire tournament for, for for 5A and 4A was the right decision by CASA and the right decision by the administrators of the different schools who were who were pushing it um, because it was to be able to see some of these schools who have never been to a Frozen Four have never been to a state championship final and to be able to see them and, and the excitement from the uh, uh, the, the spectators. Uh, you know the limited amount of spectators that were allowed in the building, the excitement from the from the teams. Uh, it, it just confirmed to me that it was the right decision, and um, it was a lot of fun. I almost tried to get in to represent my hometown Titans because it was a big moment for for the organization. I'm a little confused how they're considered 4A since when I was there we were a 2A school. I don't know if they've grown that much since then, but um, when you talked about not recruiting. When I grew up playing hockey in Crested Butte, we would take anybody. My senior year, we had a kid who had never skated before. Um, are you, are you in a situation at Valor where you know you can't recruit, but you have enough of a, a student body population where there is, you know, an athletic interest in hockey? Yeah, we're we've been very fortunate. Uh, uh, the last couple years, uh, the programs got to the point where I actually have had to make cuts from tryouts, um, and we, we have a varsity program. We have a junior varsity program at Valor, and um, we've had about 50 to 60 kids uh, to our tryouts, and so, you know, we've had to, you know, cut down, you know, by a dozen or so, and um, it's never fun to, uh, in fact, in my career, up until coming to Valor, I've never had to make any cuts. Um and so it, that was kind of different for me, and I, I had to reach out to some of my associates uh, at our school in other sports who did make cuts and find, okay, what's the process? What's the, the right way to go about doing it? So, um, but, yeah, our, the numbers have greatly increased since, since I first arrived. Uh, we had um, our first year, we had 16 kids. There was no need for a tryout, trial camp because we had 14 skaters and two goalies. Um, but, you know, getting back to what you talked about, you know, uh, when, when you were uh, in high school, the 5A and 4A classification doesn't really necessarily mean that it, you really can't compare it to the 5A and 4A in other sports because there's no 3A, 2A, and 1A. Okay. Uh, it's just, it's, it's more or less just a classification where, um, uh, how do I say this? this I guess the smaller schools uh, can um, can play at their level, or if they want to play up, they have that opportunity to do so. Every two years, they can declare. So, uh, but I think it's been really healthy for growing the, growing the, the sport uh, at the high school level. And I think uh, certainly, I think those schools that were at the Frozen Four at the four A level, uh, it's going to have a real positive impact for all four schools. Coach, last time you were on. 
uh, you know, we talked about the development of the quote unquote hockey player in the state. And you mentioned how, you know, a few 10 years ago, maybe it was just people who were interested in hockey. Now you're developing more of the actual epitome of a hockey player. Now, as a 2006 high school state championship winner myself, I was a little bit offended of that, along with your assistant coach, Eric Schley. Um, but then the more I thought about it, the more I thought that that was spot on. So don't dumb it down for us from an X's and O's standpoint. What has changed in the game itself in the state of Colorado amongst high school players? There's no question that at one point, um, probably in the late 80s and throughout the 90s and maybe the early part of the new century, um, if you were a considered a high-level player in this state as a 7th grader, as an 8th grader, there is no question that if you wanted to continue playing at a high level of competition, that there was only one option for you, and that was to play club hockey, AAA hockey. That's why AAA hockey was developed to give uh, Frank Frank Saratori, who is the uh, head co- head coach at uh, the Air Force Academy, was the one who first started the AAA program, the, the AAA Colorado Thunderbirds, and um, because there was really no option for a good hockey player in this state to get leave leave the state in order to be able to play at a high level and play real good competition, that's changed really drastically in the last eight or ten years and you're starting to see a lot of kids even seventh or eighth graders who are are with triple-a organizations who are looking at deciding well you know what i really want to see if i can play high school hockey because it you know i i want to be able to play for my school there's nothing better as you know than playing for your high school and uh secondly i can still a lot of kids and their parents are realizing that they can still achieve their hockey dreams uh, after high school is over by playing junior hockey and possibly moving on to college. You know, we've got uh, uh, two of our recent graduates are, are going to be playing college hockey next year, uh, both at the Division three level, and um, it's just continuing to grow from there. George, I wanted to not to not to get into DU stuff, but since you mentioned playing college hockey, we have the NCAA tournament selection show today, and DU didn't win the Frozen Faceoff, so they're kind of on a bubble. But as a as a host team, I'm wondering if you could maybe give us some insight from your days in the the college hockey world on whether or not you think the Pioneers may make it into this tournament or not. Well, first of all, you said the selection show is today. I believe so. Or maybe tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow at five. Tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow at five. Yep. So, um, you know, I've got uh, on our staff at Valor. We have one of my former captains uh, from DU, Adrian Viedemann. and so we've had this conversation, especially over the last few days. You know, on those bus trips up to the Budweiser Event Center, we've had uh, those conversations about, okay, you know, uh, does DU can, has DU done enough this year to warrant an opportunity to be able to, uh, you know, get a, a bid in the regionals. And, and uh, I think from our perspective, and again, from an external perspective, we don't know the ins and outs of, of everything, but certainly they're, they're playing in the most, the most competitive conference, hockey conference in the country. Um, they've got some big-time wins against uh, some good schools um, uh, inside the conference. Uh, it's a unique 
unique year because there's no out-of-conference play, so it's really difficult to, and basically impossible, to rate one conference versus the next based upon what you have this year in the conference. So they, I think they have to look at a historical perspective and uh, determine. I think DU has a, a, a real legitimate shot at getting in. Uh, and obviously, if they're in, they'll be hosting at the Budweiser Event Center next weekend. Um, so hopefully, the, you know, the, 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 I, I'm sure the tournament committee, the championships committee, is really challenged to be able to figure out who they're going to select as, an at, as the at-large teams. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, a, um, uh, it, it's really a crapshoot, and no matter what, uh, this year you're going to have quite a few schools who are really upset that they didn't make it because you, they're really the you know the, the normal mathematical logarithms that are used in the pairwise rankings will not be can't be used this year just because of the lack of of games outside the conference. So it's going to be a lot of subjectivity and. Um, um, that's always difficult. So, yeah, I, I, but I'm saying, I'm predicting that uh, DU will get a bid. Thanks, George. I got one last one for you, and we'll let you get back to your break between the, the camp sessions. Uh, I was just okay. curious on what it's like working with a former player now on your coaching staff and Adrian Wiedemann. I've, I've gotten to know him a little bit since he returned from playing hockey abroad. My one hockey experience against him was his senior year at DU when he played goalie in the Intramural League. Uh, with with some of the other outgoing varsity players, it was quite a wild uh, a season there. But I'm wondering what it's like, you know, being reunited with him and having him on your staff. You know, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, I, I I know that's an overused adjective, but Adrian's brought so much uh, to the table uh, on our staff. Uh, he can relate to the kids. He's a really good teacher. He's a he's a he's a personality, so they can uh, they they really like him. They respect him, um, and they respect him not only because of his background at DU, but you know when on occasion when he will was shorthanded with players, he'll jump into a drill or he'll jump into a scrimmage, and all of a sudden they see the kind of hockey player he is, uh, the kind of skills he has, the knowledge of the game, how he plays how easy he makes it look versus, you know, um, other guys who, who try, you know, they work three times as hard, but never get anything done. Uh, so he, he, you know, every time that he's, he's with us, he, he makes an impact on the kids. You know, he, he can't be there for practice every day because he's got a, uh, a very successful real estate career going, but, uh, he does a, he does a terrific job. We're really blessed to have him with us. And, and, uh, uh, obviously, uh, when we're together and we have some downtime, like traveling in the bus, some of the uh, stories from the old days at DU come up, and you know he still reminds me on occasion. Uh, you know when he was benched, he wants to know why he was. And uh, at, at this point, I don't remember I benched him. So you know, <laughs> at least that's what I tell him. So yeah, but he's been a, he's been great to have on the uh, on the uh, on the staff with us. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time with us, and congrats on another title and you know don't celebrate too hard we hope to talk to you again soon okay guys it's been my pleasure thanks have a good one there you go coach george guazdecki just a 
hockey legend in the town and so such a treat to get to talk to him and even with my terrible question, he answers such a long, thorough, thoughtful response. Yeah, I was re-listening to the old, inter- the last interview, not the old one, the last interview we had with him. It was fantastic. And, you know, it just, you know, he's a hockey guy, two days removed from winning the state title, and he's coaching evaluation camp. And he even corrected you. He knows when the, the selection show is. He's yeah. still on top of it. I just assumed today was the 21st, <laughs> and then when he said that, I looked, and it's not, so... All right, well, thanks for hanging out. That was PP2. We'll be right back for the Mixed Bag Skate here on the Hockey Show. JJ Jerez, Ryan Bolding. we got Jake behind the glass. We'll be right back. (laughs) 